0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. In this episode of the Fitness and Faith podcast, we'll talk about one of life's constants, the need for change. That's right, the constant is the need for change. You'll hear about a nutritious roach and we'll visit with Tara Getty. Tara is a former gym owner and trainer who works with Bayside Church in Sacramento, California. Tara has developed a fitness ministry called Fit Sheep and she is also a certified holy yoga instructor. Enjoy. bodies are very adaptable, and our minds are easily bored. Those are a couple of facts that force us to make changes in our physical and spiritual exertion routines if we are going to increase the levels of our spiritual and physical fitness. There will be times when it seems that we are not moving forward physically, that we are stuck in a certain spot, a place where that great exertion method we had going is not providing the same benefits it once did. Physical plateaus should be expected because our bodies are magnificent and efficient pieces of machinery. The body adapts to the exertion stress placed upon it and becomes more efficient at dealing with the exertion. Because of the adaptation and efficiency, an exertion routine that once produced great results will become much less beneficial. Once we reach physical plateaus, we cannot do the same things the same way and expect different results. I've known people who have done the same workout with the same weight for a long period of time, and they wonder why they don't see the same results they did as when they were in the first few weeks of the exertion. And I've known people who get on the treadmill or run or walk the same distance in the same amount of time a few days a week for months, And again, they wonder why they don't continue to get the same results they saw in the first few weeks. We must change our routines. We must find different types of exertion. We need to add more weight with less reps. Or we need to add reps and decrease the weight. If you've been a bench press fanatic, change to dumbbell flies or push-ups. Change from running to swimming, from pumping iron to body weight exertion from bleacher work to 100-meter strides. You get the idea. We must change if we want continued growth in our level of physical fitness. The same is true for our spiritual fitness. We will reach spiritual plateaus just as we do physical ones. Our time with God or in God's Word gets less inspiring because we let it get stale and stagnant. We get in our comfortable spiritual exertion routine and we're afraid to try something new, but we must if we are to grow spiritually. Psychological studies have shown that workers produce better when their working environment is changed every few weeks. Why? Because our minds get bored. They need stimulation. They need something new. The changes to the workplace cause the brain to look at the situation differently. Spiritually, We need to try a new time, try a new method, try a new place. Listen to a new speaker or read from a new author with a new perspective. Do something different to stimulate your brain. It is just as important for us to make changes in our spiritual exertion as it is for us to change our physical exertion. Why do we need change? Because our bodies are very adaptable and our minds are easily bored. It's time once again for a fitness and faith funny. As a family was having dinner, a boy asked his father, "Dad, are roaches good to eat?" That's disgusting, the dad replied. Please don't talk about things like that over dinner. After dinner, the father asked the son, Now son, what did you want to ask me at dinner? Oh, never mind, replied the boy. There was a roach in your soup, but it's gone now. Today, we are joined by Tara Getty, a former gym owner and trainer who works with Bayside Church in Sacramento, California. Tara has developed a fitness ministry called Fit Sheep, and she is also a certified holy yoga instructor. Tara, we are glad to have you with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about fitness and Jesus.
0: I love both those topics. Yeah. Well, please tell us a little bit about Bayside Church, Holy Yoga, and Fit Sheep, and your role in those organizations, those ministries.
1: I'm on staff at Bayside Church. Um, We are a growing ministry of five campuses to date, and we are planting churches as we speak, so um, God has really blessed the Bayside ministry to expand, and we are... I think our mission is to expand to anywhere where there are unsaved souls, and um, the church that I work at, which is called Bayside Midtown, is one of the fastest-growing multi-ethnic churches in the country. Mm. So we um, we like to say that our church looks like heaven. You walk in, and there's people of all colors, shapes, sizes, and backgrounds, and um, you know, all coming together to worship Jesus, and within the purview of that, I manage production ministry and outreach ministry. All of those things I have passion for, so God has been good to me and really blessing me with work that is interesting and that I love. In my private life, I say, in quotes, very early on in my walk with Christ, which hasn't been that long, just about three years now I've been saved, God really put on my heart sickness because... For the 10 years prior, I was the co-owner at a successful local gym here in Sacramento. I was a competitive powerlifter. I um, excelled in the strength sport and did that really, you know, comfortably, well, what seems comfortably, for about eight years. Over the process of several months, God put on my heart this thing called fat sheep or fit sheep, excuse me. <laughs> and The reason why, That's the two reason different why things. I wondered there is because the, uh, he introduced the concept of fish, fish sheep to me via fat sheep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard about, uh, you know, the fat sheep in the kingdom are the sheep who know all uh, God's word, know the Bible up and down, left and right, but don't necessarily walk it out. Mm-hmm. So I very uh, keenly became sort of obsessed with the opposite of that, which would be fit sheep. Um, The people who know God's word are following Jesus and put um, primary importance on kind of the three disciplines of life, I call them, spiritual, physical, and emotional. Mm -hmm. So uh, over time, I started blogging. I have a blog at net, and most of them is just kind of – if I go back and read it, there's fitness in there, but really it was just about a girl struggling – to become one with Christ and um, really working out my brokenness on paper. Very soon after um, the uh, practical side of it, came became into fruition, as I noticed as I was serving more and more at my church before I worked here, that many of the Christians I saw were not taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. The food we have at church on Sundays, is not good, the hours of ministry are long and hard, and sleep is not always uh, regular. So I really uh, saw within our immediate community the need, the very tangible need for us to take better care of ourselves. And I was looking at all these people I love and watching them, you know, put donuts in their mouth every Sunday morning, and it just, um, God just really started to convict me that um, we need to take better care of ourselves. So God opened this amazing door to me in which uh, one of our kind of favored nonprofits here in the Sacramento area, faith-based organization called City of Refuge, um, their main mission is taking in girls who have been victims of sexual exploitation. And um, they, um, through the grace of God, got this amazing building in um, the neighborhood in which they do primary most of their work, which is Oak Park, um, probably one of our more underserved areas in the Sacramento region. So they got this community center and built a little gym in it. My friend happens to be the COO of the nonprofit. We were having lunch one day, and she said, gosh, we're building this gym. I know that you do your fitness thing. Maybe we could work something out. And I said, God is good. So since that time, which was just about a year and a half ago, Fit Cheap, the practical version, we meet in the mornings, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 6 a.m. And um, people don't pay me for their workout programs. They – donate money directly to City of Refuge. So it's really kind of this ideal situation where there's a value on it. I'm raising money for an organization that I love and couldn't otherwise um, contribute to. And we're all getting fixed together in a safe, God-honoring space where we control the music. Um, I designed the workout. And um, on a heavy day, there's about 10 of us. And on a light day, there's about three of us. So that's the practical version of the Sheep.
0: What is that holy yoga instructor? What is that exactly so our listeners can understand
1: that? Sure. So holy yoga is a really fast-growing ministry throughout the world, um, started by a woman named Brooke Boone. And what we are is certified holy yoga instructors are um, really Bible teachers. Um, gospel preachers yoga teachers is kind of our slogan um, we go through a 225 hour intensive training program in which half of it is Bible study and the other half is um, you know yoga poses and etc there's just about 2,000 of us in the world and we are certified to teach yoga under the holy yoga name and it's a christ-centered Yoga practice, which means we've sort of removed all the Eastern philosophy, in particular the philosophy that I am God, meaning we we are control, you know, we control everything and, we you know, we are great in our own power. We've removed all of that with um, Jesus at the center. And um, so oftentimes during a one-hour yoga class you'll hear scripture. Um, we'll have prayer requests. And so it's really turned into this beautiful thing that I teach here on our campus. I'm blessed to do it in our sanctuary, so in our worship center, which is really neat. I've had the opportunity to do outreach with um, a group of men out of prison. And they have a little ministry in our church. um, And so once a week I get to go in and... Uh, really talk to the men about breathing, and we do some light stretching, and we always include scripture. And so God has just really showed me uh, different ways that um, people in the kingdom would benefit from yoga. I've also traveled to Cambodia twice with my church, working with AIM. AIM is Agape International Missions,
0: and their main
1: um, mission is to rescue young women who've been sex trafficked. And part of our mission when we go there is to work with um, young Cambodian disciples who have dedicated their lives to Christ and are doing, um, really, the hands and feet of Jesus in Cambodia. So part of our mission when we go there is to pour into them. So I've been able to teach them the practices of holy yoga, how to introduce Christ into um Um, you know, stretching, really, you don't even have to call it yoga, and how to use it as a form of worship and prayer every day.
0: How did physical fitness become important to you?
1: Yeah, so I um, grew up in a very super dysfunctional family, um, like many of us did. I uh, was born and raised primarily Catholic, um, and... um, Any escape to get outside of the dysfunction of my family was welcome. There's alcoholism, drug abuse, violence, all the things that kids would run away from. And um, I see very early on, as I now have more clarity about my past, how I used things to really get out. Um, And one of them was, like, just kind of physical fitness. My brothers and sisters were all jocks, per se. They were talented in sports. I didn't have that talent. I was kind of the odd duck. So I um, sort of developed a love early on for just working out. I always belonged to a gym. If I couldn't afford to belong to a gym, I was always kind of working out some kind of trade to be in the gym. So I demonstrated very early on that it was uh, of importance to me outside of the normal realm of, you know, the vanity issue. I just kind of knew that when I went to the gym and I worked out and I sweat, I felt better. And I really carried that into my adult life. I worked in a very stressful job in politics, which brought me to Sacramento originally. And um, ended up kind of uh, having a nervous breakdown, per se, and left politics altogether. And... um, had an opportunity to start a gym with a person who was my boyfriend at the time. So um, it kind of, at the time, was sort of the fruition of, like, sort of people, you know, like living the dream, having that sort of television moment where you walk in and quit your job in a glorious fashion and uh, start your own business. In hindsight, it wasn't glorious like that at all. It was a disaster, but um, in we managed to put together a super cool community for many years. Um, this was kind of predate CrossFit too, um, but we—if you look at our gym now—it looks like every other CrossFit gym. Although we were, came before a lot of CrossFit and really started excelling in the gym in the strength sports, powerlifting, and Olympic lifting. Um, I started competing, um, as a power lifter, which was a lot of fun. And this was, also,
0: and this uh, was about what age?
1: So, um, I don't talk about ages cause I, I'm older than I would like to be, but it was, I was in my thirties. Okay. So it was, um, a little later than most people would start, but, um, I got really strong pretty fast. Um. And you could say that uh, sort of the idol in my life at the time became getting stronger right. and doing that by any means necessary, which um, wasn't healthy. And, uh, you know, I could squat 370 pounds, but I could barely get out of bed in the morning. So um, rather than becoming sort of a healing thing, that um, exercise or exertion, was supposed to be. It actually sort of became more of an a a means to sort of abuse my body a little more. So a um, form
0: of a form of addiction.
1: Yes, amen. And I have that throughout my life too. So um, I've battled with alcohol addiction, and I've been clean and sober now for close to two years. So um, all glory to God. Um, when I was saved, He really put on my heart. To get rid of all the things that kept me from him for so many years so um, I did that so yes it definitely just became another addiction
0: well you it sounds like your spiritual journey is fairly recent can you give us a little bit of that spiritual background and how you ended up in ministry
1: I um, walked I, Actually, I didn't walk into church I probably it probably looked like I was crawling into church when I got here And I say I cried for six months. My um, body, my soul, everything responded to the gospel, just exactly how it says in the Bible. I knew very early on in my walk that I wasn't going to be someone who uh, went to church casually on Sundays or went to Bible study once a week and called it a day. I was blessed enough to um, not really have to get a job at the time because I was receiving money from the sale of my gym. And I just trained a few people here and there to get a little extra money. So I really had a year off of kind of just to grow, to study, to learn. During that time, God sent to me a woman who works at our church. And uh, fitness has always been um, her main ministry outside of her work at the church. He sent her to me very early on in the stages of Fit Sheep and my spiritual walk to confirm Fit Sheep. Bit cheap for me, and he confirmed it through Scripture, John ten twenty seven. That really became part of my spiritual walk, um, and my studies of the Bible became really sort of centered around this notion of holistic health. So my spiritual walk became really about growing my knowledge of God's word and um, giving up sin. You know, I mean, we all sin, we all have sins of the heart, but giving up all the fleshy sins. So I became, I understood obedience very early on. I decided to go to Cambodia on a short term mission trip and I just knew that um, God was calling me into something greater and different. The pastor who I worked immediately under serving called me and said, would you ever consider working for us?
0: I said, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I never thought about it, but I think I... What does that look like? What does that look like? And I don't have any money, so I think that this is probably, you know, a huge blessing from God. So uh, we talked about it, and it started out part-time with very little money, and I just kind of did the course, and it turned into a very full-time job with a little bit more money, enough money to support myself, and... um, I, um, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, working at a church, in your church, in ministry, is super hard. You become very susceptible to spiritual attacks, um, human attacks, and um, I take it very seriously that I work for God, and I work for people's tithes. So um, I take my job really seriously, and I've always been a workaholic. And if you put a workaholic in ministry, they're going to work—they you know work the most. So for me, it's a battle of um, learning how to shut down and really not work 24 hours a day.
0: It is—it is a difficult thing for people in ministry and people that haven't experienced ministry have a hard time understanding it. But people always need you (laughs) yeah and and so it's 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 a very interesting uh thing and it's and it's very hard to to get your time to develop yourself when you're in ministry so uh it, it is a very tough deal um well why do you think both physical and spiritual development are important for us
1: well besides that it's biblical and um god tells us over and over that um our bodies are temple. And the Holy Spirit lives within us. So I feel like we are obligated to have um, some kind of form of um, physical preparedness, um, some form, some notion of what is healthy to eat and what is not healthy to eat, a notion that um, if we prepare our bodies through exertion, we are better able to serve the Lord especially those in ministry. God put it on my heart really about six months ago as I was struggling with the amount of work I was doing. He said, you know, look, the work is never ever going to end, Tara, ever. So you've got to take care of yourself. Right. Our inclination is always just to the first person we forget is ourselves. And I don't think that's what God intended. I don't think that's by putting us in ministry, by calling us into ministry. I don't think God is aligning us for misery. I think he's aligning us to do his work, which is so glorious, the salvation of souls. Like, I mean, I can't think of anything more um, prized in my life that I am charged with that. But I have to be healthy to do it. Exactly. And um, I think, so for me, it goes hand in hand. When I notice, as I if I start to kind of get squirrely, as I call it, I'll look around my life, and the first thing I'll notice is I'm not reading my Bible. I'm probably not doing yoga. I'm working too much, and I'm eating garbage. And I can see how they go hand in hand, and things degrade super fast. So the good news is, is um, those Time periods get shorter and shorter. Like now, it's just like a week. I'll be like, "Oh gosh, I don't feel good. What am I doing wrong?" Well, I don't feel good because I'm not doing all the things I need to do, and I um, can correct it super fast. Whereas in the past, before I was walking with God, I would had I would have six months of a, at a time of really not taking care of myself and even abusing myself. So. I think it goes hand-in-hand with um, our mission in life as Christians, to set an example to the outside world. uh, We know that people in the outside world are always looking to poke us down because of our portrayal in the media, that um, Christianity is somehow a cult, so people are always looking for us to fail. And I personally don't want to give anyone a reason to doubt me and my conviction to God.
0: Well, I think that I know the answer to this next question, but you've experienced a few different types of workouts. So what is your favorite form of exertion for yourself?
1: So I love strength and conditioning. I love kettlebells. I love barbells. Um, the workouts that I design for me and the people in Fit Sheep, always. Um, contain about 10 minutes of warm-up, whether it's an active yoga stretch or dynamic stretching. We will do a strength move. Um, I go back to my powerlifting days, so we have a split. On Mondays, we bench press. On Wednesdays, we deadlift. And Fridays, we squat. So we do the main movement, and then we do uh, accessory movements to support those muscles. And then usually if we have time, we'll do what, like a little burner, as we call it, like just to finish our workouts with our heart rate up. So that's really um, the workouts that I take to the most and I feel um, give me the most bang for my buck, and that is strength and also keeping my heart rate, um, you know, my heart health. So I really love that.
0: Well, you've mentioned powerlifting several times today, yeah. so I want to I mention to people that, I think there's this view of powerlifting of these giant Hulk people, you know, moving these massive amounts of weight. Um, I coached uh, for a long time kids in high school. In Texas, in high school, powerlifting is a pretty big thing. It's
1: bigger than cheerleading in Texas.
0: And there's there's, um, there's weight classes. I want people to understand that. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. cheerleading. I actually coached three different girls. That were you know little tiny cheerleaders, including Uh my daughter, that that were very good in powerlifting because it's all done by weight classes and you have certain lifts. And so I don't want people to get the wrong idea that powerlifting is just for these giant people.
1: Oh no, no, no! um, So what I love about powerlifting is um, so for people who don't know, powerlifting is um, three lifts: squat, bench press, and deadlift. And what I love about all three of those maneuvers is that um, they're super easy to teach for the most part. Um, Olympic lifting is a lot harder to teach, and I've never felt equipped to do that. So the power lifting for me is a great way to put on muscle fast for women who, um, and men who just want to get stronger. It's a super tangible way to do that. And I have um, most of the women who train in fit sheep are small girls who just want to be strong, don't necessarily want to be huge and bulky, whatever that means, but they want to be strong. So that's why we use power lifts a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, um, you know, I just love the ability. Um, I love the fact that strength is tangible. You can, um, you're either getting stronger or you're not. And, um, so many other things, uh, in life aren't as tangible really. So, that's right. why
0: you you said something interesting there. You're either getting stronger or you're not, and and, and it's tangible with lifting weight. People need to understand their, their spiritual life is exactly the same. You're either getting stronger or you're not, and, and it's, God. it's just harder for them to see that part. Praise well, God. Speaking of the spiritual side, what's your favorite way to work on your spiritual self?
1: I love the Bible, and I love... um I love Bible study. So two things would be um, Bible study in small communities. Um, I'm in a small group of women that I love. We're studying Ruth right now, and we're having a great time. The other way that I really love to grow spiritually is through um, mission. I, um, I love um, traveling. In my secular life, I traveled around the world. And um, I've always had wanderlust. And so I love doing that now in God's name. And I love what watching God move. And sometimes it's hard to see him move because we're so blessed in our homes. We're so blessed in this country that it's hard to see him move sometimes. I love when you go places and you can just see his beautiful hands over things and moving and um, doing his thing. And I think I grow... So much through that. And always when I'm on mission, uh, God works on me really fast and takes me to scripture. And I I just really have clear understanding of his movement when I'm away from the blessings of home.
0: Right. Well, speaking of scripture and Bible study, do you have a favorite Bible verse you'd like to share with us?
1: It's uh, 2 Corinthians three three, And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts.
0: Oh, I really like that one. Well, what about quotes? Are you a quote person? Do you have one of those that, that you like?
1: So um, I, I loved your shirt or your uh, question about what would you put on a shirt and, or on billboards uh-huh. that you would have to see. Mine would be, what if it's all about love?
0: What if it's all about love?
1: What if
0: it's all about love? So, so you're going to put the quote on the shirt, huh? Yep. Uh, th- for for those of you that haven't listened to this podcast before, I always end it with what I call the million-dollar question. If you could put one thing on a T-shirt or billboard that everyone you know or with whom you come in contact could see every day, what would that be? So you are saying that would be…
1: What, what if it's all about love?
0: What if it's all about love? I I will answer that question for you. Please. It is. Amen. <laughs> well, Tara, how can people find you?
1: So um, I have a blog, fitcheap.net. I'm on Instagram as Tara Louise G. God uh, has given me this crazy willingness to be vulnerable and to really share my heart in a public forum. And I do that on Instagram under the name Love Underscore Parable.
0: We really appreciate you joining us today. We appreciate your story, and I'm sure so many of our listeners can can just, you know, really feel what you've gone through because a lot of them are going through similar things in their lives. And really appreciate you being with us.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: When I'm coaching teams and we come to the end of a practice or game, we gather together for a couple of reminders before we part ways. These are your reminders. Check out the website at fitnessandfaithministries.org where you will find valuable tools and information like our weekly blog study, exertion video links, and links to healthy recipes. It's all designed to help you find your fit. Please use the contact page to send us your fitness and faith funny or suggest someone who would be a great interview. We'd also appreciate you sharing this podcast. You never know when a few words of fitness and faith encouragement might make a significant impact in someone's life. Thanks again for listening to the Fitness and Faith podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith.